Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi everyone, it's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This is He Said, Ella Dijo with Eric Winter and Rosalind Sanchez. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good afternoon. New episode today. This is, is going to be a fun one. Uh, I love having comedians on. This, uh, this gentleman... Al Madrigal, did I say that correct? Madrigal, correcto. Madrigal, um, was a senior, cor or maybe still a senior Latino correspondent on The Daily Show with Jon Stewart. Um, he just developed Primos, which I think is something we should maybe get Dylan into because he loves superheroes and he loves that kind of stuff. Um, this comic book is not just available in stores, but also on Amazon. This is, we got to order this. I know, let's do it. A really interesting concept about two Mayan brothers um, who constructed a spacecraft to send them hurling out into outer space. It sounds <laughs> really cool. And then he's also coming up in the new movie, Morbius, which is going to be incredible, with Jared Leto over at Sony, a big Marvel movie. Um, this guy, he's working like crazy, a writer, a producer, actor. Has a CBS deal, right? Yes, yeah. I can't wait to chat with him. He's got a lot going on. Hi. Hey. How are you both doing? Um, this is, you know, I've always, you're clearly making it work. Uh, but I've always worried about two headshots per household. There you go. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, we understand. It's it's yeah. never uh, it's never easy in this. No, tell industry. tell your listeners what I'm talking about because like so they, if they don't know that's maybe inside lingo. But when you have two actors or two comedians that are married with two, you know, like again, sometimes it's it's extra challenging. A marriage mm -hmm. is challenging enough. Mm-hmm. But the extra challenge that comes in with one person working, the other one in between shows, you know, the, the waves of success that go along with uh, our careers yep. is tricky. You know, it's, we've it's been so. through, we've been together 16 years, 13 of those married. We have two kids and we've been through every single one of those stages that you talked about. However, we never, I think one thing that's always worked for us is that we have always supported each other's journeys. 
So there's never, ever been a sense, I think on either side that I can mm -hmm. recall that where I was like, oh, she's working right now on this show and I'm just going between guest stars or trying to get a job. And then, you know, I got a show and she's supportive of, you know, now of me and now she's now pissed off. You know, we, we go through our own indi individual depressions, right? When we're not working yeah. or we're bummed out and we need to pick each other up, but it's never yeah. been taken out on the other person. It's always been like, let me figure out how to lift you up. As long as one of us is working, we're good. Yeah. Yeah. No, we've, we've done it really well. One of the best things I heard early on, and I'm not sure if you heard this story, but it was Neil Patrick Harris, right when he got to him and his family showed up at Doogie Hauser. Hmm. And he's on the TV show Doogie Hauser and the producer. It's like a Stephen Bochco type, like epic producer, you know, that's done a million things, sits the family down and says, and hopefully I'm not butchering this story, but sits the family down and says, okay, I want you to pretend you're a surfer. And this show is a wave and you're going to ride the wave and you're going to look around while you're riding it. And you're going to have a wonderful time and you're going to look at the beach and the people and the sun, and you're just going to have a wonderful time riding the wave. But like any wave, it's going to come to an end, but it's going to be a short one or it's going to be a long one. Who knows what the show is going to do? And then you're going to swim back out. And I want you to be great at sitting on your surfboard and enjoying the time in between waves. And short waves are going to come, long waves are going to come, but just really be good at like not panicking. And I, I feel like that's been the biggest challenge in my career has been not to trip out in between waves and just know that it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And other work is going to come and I do good work and not like, attaching myself to one thing that, you know, which again, like I was on a daily show correspondent, but if that was my entire identity, mm. totally. then again, it's, it's, um, it's setting myself up for disappointment. Well, it's an incredibly yeah. accurate uh, <laughs> analogy of our business yeah. for sure. You know, and I think yeah. it comes with maturity, you know, like at the beginning I started, I moved to the States when I was 21 years old and I didn't have the, the maturity, I guess, and the experience to understand that, you know, I just have to enjoy the process. It's not just all about this is what I want and this is my north and I want to be this and I want to be that. And and it was brutal. The ups and downs were brutal, you know, but after so many years doing this and understanding, it's just part of the game. You know, one day you're the lead of a show and the next, the, the show gets canceled after three seasons and you think you're going to get 10,000 offers and you get zero offers, you know, and you go back to, back to the beginning and they want you to read, you know, and it's just taking that little bit of a humble pie and saying, you know what? It is what it and is. Even when, you think, <laughs> even when you think you've mastered it, you haven't always quite mastered it because oh, it comes right back I, and it slaps you differently. Yeah. And you're like, ooh. I had this weird trajectory. So I go, and I'll just do my Wikipedia for you. I'll just read it. Uh, but it's, uh, I, I go start out as a stand-up comedian in San Francisco and don't know anything about the business. Move down to, but I had a business background. So I worked for my parents' family business. I was a business major. Um, always loved stand-up comedy, then got cast. Actually, that's where I think I first became aware of you from Chasing Poppy oh, wow. uh, because Linda Mendoza mm -hmm. directed yes. uh, the Ortegas. The Ortegas goes away like that. Just I was cast as a, in a nationwide search for a Latino comedian um, that Cheech was my dad. And it was an improvised talk show in our backyard. And we oh, were supposed wow. to be on Fox right after The Simpsons. Shot seven episodes. None of them ever aired. Oh, 
Brutal. But now I'm down in LA with a one-year-old and I rent, I just a dummy and rented too much. I'm not sure if you guys have ever pulled this move, but I have twice. I bought a car for cash the day before we got canceled. (laughs) (laughs) Laughing knowingly. And then I, I rented a house. My wife even told me, she's like, this is too expensive of a house. Laura Canyon on the hills. <laughs> and then I'm like, don't worry. It's going to like, this show's going to air. I'm a stand-up comic. Then I'll go on the road and mm-hmm. tour and make a fortune. The show never even makes it oh on TV. Oh my God. Why not? Who knows? Okay. I mean, again, that's another thing we can talk about that I'm really passionate about. Mm-hmm. And, and eventually we should talk about this comic book because yeah. Latinos um 20 of the population in the united states and five percent of the characters on tv it's unacceptable like crazy and the fact that we don't have a true representation of what you see in our population numbers on the screen is Mm -hmm. is insane to me i get it and but the fact that it just hasn't changed is so upsetting so i'm actively trying to do as much as i possibly can to to i have this overall deal with cbs Mm -hmm. every single thing i write has a 100 latino cast um and um latin uh, i'm better at latino latina latinx Latinx, um and say all four and uh, (laughs) and so um, and then we were we were sitting around me and this the who was the editor in chief of Marvel Comics when I got to the Daily Show with John Stewart. Um, I did this podcast, met this guy, and we he was half Mexican like I am, and we were talking about how there's no Latino superheroes. There they don't there was Blue Beetle and that's it. Mm-hmm. And now people are so we created um, these primos. Excellent part for you, by the way, Gina. Um, Perfect. Call me. I'm <laughs> there. I'm in. <laughs> um, but yeah, look at her. She's a total badass. Hold on. There's a preview picture in the back of this thing. Um, but there she is walking towards. She's going to beat the ass of. Um, that's awesome. Oh, do you understand that that's me? I mean, are you, are you aware? <laughs> <laughs> so we have, you know again, created this entire world, but it's like, you can complain about something all day long, but, and just your entire life, but like, if you don't do anything about it. So it's, it's so again, with the CBS overall deal, trying to write the shows, put getting them on air is a whole nother battle, but this comic book I'm so proud of because it's out in stores on February 2nd in English and in Spanish written also, you know, it's it's a story of Mex of Mexican Americans uh, in one in El Paso, one in Southern California, and then this Mexico City cop that's their cousin as well, and it's translated into a Mexican Spanish. You know, we got the first draft back, and somebody clearly used Google Translate to oh, uh, translate. Oh God, so we were like, okay, we sent it to I sent it to friends in Mexico yeah. who trans helped fix everything perfectly. So mm-hmm. it's really important to us that it's like. A, uh, a Mexican story as well. And Amazon is going to also show it, right? You Not have a show. They, 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 you can buy it on Amazon. You can buy it on Amazon. Yeah, you can buy it on Amazon. You can buy it. You know, go to your local comic book store. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I don't no. know why I thought that you already had a, a, a deal to make no. it into a series. No, it's going to happen. Know. That's going to okay. happen next. You just picked my number one location because of this. I'm not sure if you guys watched The Boys or you watched. Um, I know Laz Alonso. I know one. I haven't seen it, but I know one of the the guys, Laz Alonso. is supposed oh, to be incredible. Good. And uh, Invincible, the cartoon that uh, the, that animated show, because that's a Frank Darabont, like that's a, a, no. a yes. comic that. 
you should look at. Um, how, how do you get a comic book off the ground? Did you, obviously you just wrote it, but I mean, you have to partner, did you partner with like a Marvel or a DC or is it independent? Oh, so I, 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 that's a great question. So I'm lucky enough. See, it's again, it's like the doors that open up and whether or not you choose to walk through them. Uh, and uh, this, I'm buddies with this guy who was the former editor in chief of Marvel comics, who started his own comic book company awesome. called AWA. And they have an amazing group of amazing, like uh, writers and artists. He matched me up with this guy, Carlo Barberi, mm-hmm. who is the artist for Deadpool. Wow. So wow. all of these characters, I mean, look at the, uh, I'm just going to show you some of the art. Like it's, you know, it's, it's so cool. Like when you look in, I want to get a copy for sure. My son is huge into superheroes. Oh, huge. yeah. This is written for him. Yeah. Oh, for him obsessed. to be able to see, like, representation. You know, we're always talking about Puerto Rican heritage in our household and, like, our kids, you know, obviously being mixed. But we're so, you know, always trying to instill in them, you're proud Puerto Rican. For them to be able to see Latinos in comic books, I, I, it's incredible. I can't wait I'm, for I'm sorry, to get it. I want to riff off the Puerto Rico thing for a second. So the part of my CBS deal, I went to Nalip. I'm not, have you ever done anything with me? It's a, the um, Nalip? National yes. Association. Yeah. Yes. So Nalip, I, call, I talked to Ben Lopez. I said, I got this deal. Um, help me track down who are your top writers? Who do you have submitting to you? Who do you know? And uh, found this uh, Puerto Rican writer, Jorge Rivera, like I, he had an amazing idea and it is set in Puerto Rico. It's an hour long drama. Um, and it's more in like the X-Files sort of like this grounded sci-fi mm-hmm. show post hurricane Maria. Okay. And it's incredible. Oh, wow. And my goal with that is like, I want, all Puerto Rican involvement. Like, again, I'm like, I'm, I'm helping this guy see his vision through, mm-hmm. but I want it to be really true to the people it matters to. Like, yeah. and, and so I, that Puerto Rican heritage and how the Puerto Rican people we were talking about, like, I know more like the Taino Indians, like being just massacred and the genocide mm-hmm. and that Island being taken advantage of to the point where we are now, mm-hmm. where they're trying to sell off beaches because of its economic troubles. Like I, I, yeah. I just, it's intense put them in that position. So anyway, like um, that's the show I want to make. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! 
And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What do you think, Al, is, you know, we always have this debate, the, the difficulties with Latino projects getting the eyeballs on screen that we would like to hope. For example, we had Christina Ochoa on the podcast recently who just had Promised Land come out on ABC. And we were pushing so hard, even on our social, being like, people, you have to, I mean, they, they were promoting it on my, my show as an ABC show. They're promoting it on our pages. And we're like, people, go support this show. It's an all Latino cast. This is going to be amazing. The premise is cool. And then nobody tunes in for it. And I the didn't num- see that. It, 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 it didn't, didn't do great. well. I mean, the number, they, they, I mean, the way the way deadline, you know. Did okay. Uh, Deadline basically was like came off to a really really rocky start, um, and it's unfortunate. I think it was one point nine million viewers and like, a, like point a point two demo. demo. It, it came out really really after a huge lead in with The Bachelor. So ABC gave it a solid shot with they a big lead in, and you know the demo dropped from point seven to point two, and you know we have this conversation all the time because obviously time. Latino content is very important to us to our family, even things that we have in development that we're putting out there it's full Latino cast or involved and fully embedded in Latino I have, culture. I have two. What do you think? You know, people ask me all the time, why do you think, you know, what, like, what, 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 what is it going to take to crack the, the code when it comes to the Latino demographic is so difficult. And why do you think you guys are not represented? And I say, you know what, first number one to me is I think, we, I think we need Latinos in positions of power. You know, we don't have those executives that think like us, yeah. you know, that we're dead in the water. There's, there, there's no way. You know? I remember seeing a, a meme to your point exactly. There was a meme that showed the hierarchy in a network. And there was like a couple, like it, the five underlings, there was some diversity in there and a lot of women, mm-hmm. white women, and like maybe, you know, some, um, you know, to like, again, uh, I think a handicap rep, you know, like anybody that was in like any sort of a disability um, or something. Yeah, anybody, somebody with a disability. And then the next layer was like four white women and one black guy. And then the next layer was 
three white women. And then the next layer at the top, the decision maker was just one white guy. Um, and like they, they were getting better, but um, I, I think that the, it, ultimately the decision maker is a white guy. It's a white they, guy. And it's I think hard. that's first and foremost for sure. But and then the when you get something on the air, how do we draw in viewers? Because yeah. if you put in people, even if they're of power, right? They still have to answer to advertisers. So if you get a person of power that's in, you know, in that position, but then advertisers are like, hey, no one showed up. We're not making money. Well, they treat Latinos like this homogenous group. So they lump everybody together. Mm -hmm. And then if you go with one specific family and then, I mean, I'm, and this is not politically correct. Uh, what I'm about to say, because it's quotes from my father um, who hundred percent Mexican man. And, um, you know, I think he said when Ortegas was coming out, we were looking for my dad who eventually was played by Cheech. He said, don't let him cast a Puerto Rican. Yeah. Like, and that this is from my father. Now, my attitude, I think, you know, Australians can play Americans, Puerto Ricans certainly yeah. can play Mexicans, whatever we can play. But you know what I'm talking about in that that old school, those guys, yeah. and we're competitive amongst each other. Yeah. Yeah. And I did bits about this on the Daily Show all the time. Like uh I I would John. Uh, Oliver was filling in for John Stewart. We did a piece and uh, he said, now as a spokesperson for Latinos. And I go, whoa, 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 whoa. Nobody's the spokesperson for Latinos. I go, what if I called you Irish and he broke a bot or I, and I, what if I called you French? You're European. Like and Europeans are completely different, like yeah. different languages. Yeah. Like the fact that we all share a similar language, like in the same language uh, is, is that's it. diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumucósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnar 20 españolcom There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. 
She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let me ask you something, because you're a creator, you know, and you're developing things and you're producing, you write. So you're at a a level, you know, (laughs) that maybe you can answer this question. It's interesting because I have talked to some... uh, also creators, right? And they say, Roz, because I'm trying to produce and I want to direct and, and, and they say you have to, specificity is very important. So when it comes to Latinos um, and to be able to sell something to a white executive, right? They want specificity, meaning you cannot come in with a show that has United Colors of Benetton. You have all these different ethnicities together. It's better if it's about a Cuban family or if it's about a Mexican family. Don't mix because you're confusing your audience. And I have a heart, and, I, and there's a part of me, and I went to Netflix with a, a show that um, a Venezuelan friend of mine from Miami uh, uh, came up with that I thought it was brilliant, super simple. It was about a condo. Like, in my, uh, you know, Miami is a melting pot of different cultures, Latino cultures. And imagine como el chavo del ocho, la, uh, es, una, es, un, es un vecindario. It's, a, it's, a, it's like a condo, and the mm-hmm. five, the, there's about five families, and every family was from a different Latino, there's like a Puerto Rican gay guy and there's like a Sp- Spanish, Spaniard couple and there's a Mexican married to a Cuban. And I thought the writing was so brilliant. It was so funny. Regardless of the ethnicities, the, 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 the topic was universal. It was funny. So I go to Netflix and I said, guys, I have this thing. It's in Spanish. This is fantastic. And immediately they were like, uh, well, those, there's, not, there's not enough Mexican representation here. You just only have the lead that I want. Adrian Uribe, this huge Mexican um, co- comedian, that's who I wanted. Um, it's too all over the place. You know, it's not specific enough. I'm going, but that's the point, guys. That's the whole point. I don't want to do something that is so specific. I believe that when you go to New York and you go to Miami, everybody's mixed together. I, I, I'm trying to create, do the exact same thing. And I'm creating workplace comedies where we call people out for who they are. For example, this show that I had at Fox, that's still at Fox. Um, it's a Latino owned law firm. It's an Accidentes. It's a half hour comedy. Cause you see all those buses in LA. Like <laughs> those are great. You've been hit by a bus, like accidents. accidents. <laughs> that's um, so uh, we, it's that show as a, like it. a Brooklyn nine, nine, half hour comedy. That's great. And we have this Guatemalan paralegal that everybody makes fun of. Um, and he's like, they call, he's like, I argued cases before the Guatemalan Supreme court. 
And they go like, yeah, well, yeah, well, why don't you get up from the conference table and just go sit with the rest of the assistants because you're not a lawyer here. So shut the hell up. <laughs> and um, they go and because, but I like, and they're all making fun of each other and it's predominantly Mexican, but there's a, you know, Puerto Rican office manager and just like, okay. and they call each other out for who they are. And um, I think it's brilliant. Yeah, that's what I that's what bring everybody together. Now, when it comes down to it, like Mexican Americans are 64 and a half percent of the Latino population in the United States. Mm. And so they're probably wanting to bet on that number, because yeah. if you were a betting person and then what happens if you do a promised land and you your lead is Dominican, the Mexicans that are watching it are going to go, what the fuck is this? Mm. Um, you know, whatever, like, what the fuck is going on here? And I, I, I assume that that's like a non-starter for some people, not for me, but. So you I, think for Latinos, very- for Latinos, if the party's written Mexican or the party's written Puerto Rican for us to support it, you have to cast a Mexican. I, I, certainly, other. again, I'm not saying for myself, I'm just trying to crack this. Puzzle. But that yeah, might be the dialogue. That the might thing. be the dialogue that's that needs puzzle, to change. You know? That might yeah. be what needs to change out in the public, right? So like the representation, like you guys, trying to get that narrative out there to the public of like, we want to win as a, as a, even though we're not all the same, we want to win as a team in a sense. We well, have anyway, to support We have content. Javier Bardem playing the Desi Arnaz, a Spaniard playing a Cuban, nobody had an issue. And we have Nicole Kidman playing Lucille Ball, nobody had an issue. But if you, we try to do that, let's say there's like a Desi and Ricardo from Argentina that are super mega famous and I go in to play her, they'll freaking crucify me. Well, look, it happened with Narcos. The dude that played the, the yeah. in Narcos. I, I did the show uh, called Half Like Me, just sort of like the tricky part about being a half Mexican and like navigating. But, you know, you're every all your white friends think, you know, you know, again, I've had towels thrown at me in uh, in health clubs. And um, and then, you know, all the Latinos think I'm not Latino enough to, you know, and they all make fun of me because they think I'm unauthentic, pocho, you know, all the derogatory terms that go along with that. And I went and met with this Dr. Vicky Ruiz, who is the she's at UC Irvine. She's head of she was dean of the school. She's head of Chicano studies and talked to her and she's like crabs in a barrel you know, just pulling each other down constantly. She goes, I am the moderator and the, of the Chicano students association. She goes, you got to hear the infighting. Oh, that guy can't, he's only a quarter or I'm, I'm descended from Aztecs. Like everybody wants to think that they're the most authentic versions. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're constantly pulling each other down. We don't have the executives to greenlight the shows that identify with any of our, exactly. our stories. Mm-hmm. And we're sort of screwed because we're not supporting the ones that get on the air. Like everybody needs to be watching promised land because it's a great show. Yep. And, but again, we just, that shouldn't be our only shot. Oh, we tried with Promised Land. And- it happened with Grand Hotel. It, it happened with Grand, Grand Hotel, Hotel, her show. And that wasn't anybody playing anybody. You were playing Puerto Rican, Damian's playing Mexican. Everybody was playing their identity. Mm-hmm. Nobody was playing, nobody was filling in. And there and was, was a more African American, even Divis Maids for Lifetime that I did for four years. The majority of the of the eyeballs were African American and, 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 and white. I'm going, where, where are the, I'm very confused. That was the demo. That where hit. are the Latinos? Grand Hotel was a great show. So people, Eva Longoria, Demian Bichir, which is a fantastic actor. Um, Spanish format. Spanish format that did, did huge in Netflix. And then we do it. 
and only African American and, and white tuned. And it's the weirdest thing. I'm going. Where? Where are? Where are we? Where watching are we? Of your enthusiasm. apparently i just heard that i was on a call with hbo people they said latinos love curb your enthusiasm it's like that's really that's a great show (laughs) i got a show for us that we can make right now i'm gonna pitch you guys a show and then i think it's a reality show okay called um latino island That's love. I, listen, I do Fantasy Island. This will be great for me. That's my transition, Latino Island. You're all islands. You're, you're the host. You're the host. In between Fantasy Island and so, Latino Island. And we put all these different Latinos. Uh-huh. So we get a Mexican team, Puerto Rican team, Dominican team, Cuban team, Argentinian team, you know, every Brazilian team. Let's just sort this out once and for all. It's Latino Olympics. Uh, we need to Latino do, Olympics. Listen, do this. It'll be huge. You see, that one will be, be huge. Massive. It's like Survivor. Because it's conflict. Like Latino, Latino Survivor. Survivor. It's antagonism. It's morbo. La gente, they're going to love it. Let's make this. This is where we're like, so, okay. <laughs> this Let me tell come you. To. Because it's cooking competition. Exactly. Are you want to see? Like, and we'll have independent judges that are like, the best dish. It's cooking. It's um, like, yeah, here's the kitchen. Go for it. So there's a component of master chef, there's uh-huh. a component of like smartest, strongest, you know, all these different competitions and who will be the world's number one Latino. I love it. <laughs> and then whoever's the number one Latino, they get their own show. Then you get <laughs> you get your own show. people are show. invested in that group and we put them on TV. Yeah, yeah to support else. that show. Listen, you don't understand. Show. We cracked the code. Al, you this cracked the code. <laughs> I really was joking about that. I said that in a meeting and I was sort of joking, but the more I think about it, that would be a massive hit. It'll be because massive. Because everyone would tune in to see which group would win. Like, and they're like, we got to win. Of course. See the Honduran team, <laughs> like that. <laughs> the the Panamanians versus the Oh my god, that's, that's awesome! Crazy. I know, incredible. I know. That will be huge. Please, please. That has to. That, it, it, this, I'm serious. Please, let's like, carry on this, this conversation. For sure, <laughs> I love it. For sure. CBS deal, we should. We got to make that. Yeah, we gotta. Do you think CBS is it for CBS? CBS will. No, get well, it? CBS Studio. We can take it wherever we, we want. Take we take it whatever. Okay. Your, uh, yeah. And we shoot it in. No, we have to find out uh, uh, an island. No, just an island in yes, the middle of nowhere. Middle no of nowhere. home team. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then the winner, they do it in there. Like the winner gets to stay on. So we get to like if the Mexicans win, we do it from Mexico next time, and then we yeah, do there it. you go. You claim the island. <laughs> that boy. <laughs> we find the island everywhere we get to. The, the, the flag goes, the plan yeah. goes. I love that. I love that. <laughs> that is so awesome. It's oh perfect. my God. I love this. Oh, oh my God. You're going to sell the, that, this, that Yeah, this is done. This is a done deal. <laughs> oh my God. Forget about what I'm doing. I'm just going to go and, full and force And honestly, on this. this is the same way that this uh, conversation started about my comic book, by the way. Yeah. So I, they used to make fun of me at The Daily Show. I am the guy who follows up and gets this done. So I, I'm telling you, reach out with both of your emails. Let's make For sure. sure. For sure. 100%. I'm obsessed now. 100%. And I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to be obsessing about it for like weeks. I'm going to be thinking, thinking, thank you so much. That's Uh, awesome. This has been great. Thank you. Um, And then let's make sure um, once we get your address, let's send your kids copies of this. Please. Please. You also have Morbius coming out. You have so much going on. We wish you all the best. You have a lot happening. You're killing thank it. Thank you very much. You're a rock star. Yeah. Thank you. You're such an inspiration. And we'll be talking very yes, soon. Yes, we will. <laughs>
the, the big debate, Later. where do we start? The, well, the, there has to be an unknown island for the first flag. Oh, no, yeah, just an island in the middle. And the just winner like takes Survivor. their flag. We just, we pick a spot. It doesn't matter. People don't know, need to know. It's just like a little beach and bay. It'll be like Tahiti or something. It'll be something that's non Latino. Just put it, start over there. And then we go and take the flag. No, yeah, to the it has next to be a, co- a common, how do you say, like a common yeah. ground. Like, no, it's not, common yeah. Ground. Love it. Love it. Anyways, All thank right. you, Al. Bendiciones. Later. Take, <laughs> care. take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Fantastic. Okay. How cool is Al? He's incredible, incredibly smart. I think you two are going to make a huge impact now <laughs> in the Latino community. I can't wait to be a part of Latino Island. He can just I be came like, up can with I be the, the random white incredible. host of Latino Island? So no, you're not invited. You're random. not included. You're the gringo. We don't want, no, no gringos allowed. Can I be like ref in the middle of the whole thing? I want to be on the That's show the somehow. Funniest. No, listen, oh. can I tell you something? It sounds funny. It sounds no, it's like, brilliant. but it's actually brilliant. And it I think people will get a kick out of it because we're so divided. Um, as Latinos, and it's a way to still compete, make fun of each other, um, showcase our cultures, and and do and and the, the common denominator is we want people to learn about us and we want to win. I'm all for it. It's great incredible. episode. Al, we'll be in touch. <laughs> Till next time. Bye. Love you. Love you. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to write us a review and tell us what you think. If you want to follow us on Instagram, check us out at he said ella dijo or send us an email. Eric and Ross at iHeartRadio.com. He said Ella Dijo is part of iHeartRadio's My Cultura Podcast Network. See you next time. Bye. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card. Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumucósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnar20enespanol.com. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.